Good morning and welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Brita Wallace, and I am so happy that you are tuning in for Monday morning prayer. So, excuse me, I have to be completely honest with you guys. I was not feeling hopping on today and doing prayer. It is Monday morning at 4.29 a.m. I got up at 4, um, did a little bit of homework, which just really included outlining an assignment that I have to do this week. Um, And this past week has just been a little rough um, for me and for my family. We're just experiencing another hardship um, that's a little more personal to speak about, so I'm not going to, but um, man, you know, when we go through hard times, sometimes you're just like, I don't want to do this today. I don't want to adult today, right? I don't want to do the things that I need to get done. I don't want to do the things that I'm committed to. It would almost seem like when we go through something, sometimes we go through like a temporary depression almost. Um, Although I don't feel depressed, but I feel like a lot of those depressive symptoms tend to show up when we're initially going through a hard time or even during that difficult and challenging time, it can kind of ebb and flow, right? So like, I just did not want to show up today. And I had to tell myself, nope, you have to show up. There's no good excuse for you not to. Everybody goes through hard times and this is your passion. This is your purpose. Um, Not the podcast per se, but helping moms and showing up for moms. And um, I just really needed to to walk myself and talk myself through this. So uh, hopping on this morning. So I appreciate you being here, mamas. I appreciate you showing up for prayer week after week. Um, my heart and my mood and uh, just some of the ways that I'm feeling definitely need to be heart checked. And goodness, of course, I like didn't sit here and yawn at all until I got on <laughs> the podcast to record and now I can't stop yawning. It's early in the morning. I get up pretty early to study um, and get my homework done because my day is full with responsibilities um, like many of us have with kids in school and I've been trying to work out three days a week and um, just getting back into being healthy um, just really in all ways just holistically right and we've been talking about that on the podcast and of course when we're working towards something and Satan knows he's going to dig his heels in and attack right so that's very much what's going on I'm sure Um, but I have been praying um, that God just use this you know for growth and um, 
for his purposes and according to his will and to his glory. So whatever that means and whatever that looks like, um, because I can have a picture of what I would like that to look like in my head. And honestly, I don't even know for this situation, but um, I could and sometimes I do. And then I have to check myself and say, hmm, that might not be God's plan. And let's not, I think it's good to have goals and plans and, and to, you know, have that discernment and leading from God. Um, but I'll give you an example of like what I'm trying to explain. So when I first, when we first moved back to New York and now we're back in Michigan, for those of you that don't know, but in 2017, we moved back to New York for three years and, um, God had called on my heart to go back to school. Well, I was halfway done, a little more than halfway done um, with earning my degree in health and wellness. So with my bachelor's degree in health and wellness and God put on my heart to go back to school, but not for that degree for early childhood education. And I just was like, I always ponder when God's asking me to do something. It's always for two weeks. I don't know why that's significant for me, um, but it is. It's always a two-week time. And I just really am like praying about it. And I'm like, is this my thought or is this God's? Like, is this really God speaking? Like, you know, I really question this. Um, Number one, I always want to make sure that this is God that is asking me to do something. And then there's things like with this particular school situation (laughs) where I'm like, I still pondered, but I'm like, this is not something I want to do. This doesn't, it interested me because I had a child um, and I wanted to learn I was very curious and very interested in his development and how he grows and what works best for him, you know, in each developmental stage and just wanted to learn all of the things about him um, because it fascinated me, but I didn't necessarily want to work in that environment. So I just was like, I mean, and there's not really any money in it. So it's like, if you're not doing it for passion and you're not doing it for money, well, then why are you doing it? So I didn't question it though. I just was like, this is not something I would choose, Um, but maybe I'm supposed to do, you know, this or this or this. And I had listed through like a number of things like maybe I'm supposed to open up a Christian daycare, like a Christian preschool, you know, and like all these things. So I was not a hundred percent on board in my head, but I went ahead and I did it anyway, because I knew it was from God. And that led me to positive discipline that led me, um, to continuing on with my degree in human development and family studies. It's like, man, parents really just don't know what to do. And there's so much information being thrown at them. And a lot of times they're just winging it and they're doing things the way that they were raised, but that doesn't necessarily feel good to them. And that is how a lot of us feel in the generation that I'm growing up in. And then the generations, um, before me, if they, or after me, if they still have a little bit of that, like corporal punishment discipline going on where 
were just like, this doesn't feel good. And I really truly don't believe it's a reflection of Jesus when we are, you know, disciplining our kids with corporal punishment. I mean, just think about God and his character. Does he discipline us that way? Would Jesus, you know, be beating his child, right? Um, Because like into compliance, I don't think so. And I don't want to get into a big spanking debate here. Um, but, and I'm not going to period. I'm just not going to do that today, (laughs) but it's a teaching for a day on a, that's a Tuesday teaching for another time on a different day. But, um, a lot of times, you know, when we do spank our children, which really you want an immediate response an immediate behavior modification, and that really is what it should be utilized for. But that's not necessarily a lot of times the way we use it. A lot of times we use spanking for, um, of course, you want the behavior to stop. But it's out of our own emotional frustration. And it's because we want our kids to pay. And it's not done with a loving hand. It's usually done, like I said, out of frustration and anger. And we will have a conversation about that on a Tuesday. I promise we will talk about that and I'll do a teaching on it. Uh, but those, those are just, you know, my thoughts with a corporal punishment. And, you know, so I, I just wanted to help families with that. And I just, God kept just opening my eyes. Every obedient step I took in this area of school and everything I felt like he was putting on my heart to do in, in the path he was leading me down. And then he kept giving me the next step. He didn't show me the whole picture in the beginning, right? Like, because if he did, and then he like told me, oh, you're going to have three kids and you're going to be in grad school for marriage and family therapy, which comes with like practicum hours and internship and like all these things and just this commitment and this uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. It's a lot. Um, I would be like, I would look at that whole picture and be like, yeah, no. And I wouldn't have known if from the very beginning I would even be interested in that. You know, I was interested in early childhood because I had a baby and I was very interested in how he learned, how he grew up, was obsessed with his development. Um, and God really put that passion in me And then he grew my passion one step at a time. Oh, now this like makes sense. This is helping me so much understand things about my childhood or how I was raised or how I reacted because of this situation. And it was never like, okay, let's fault my parents or let's um, use this as a poor me story. I don't do poor me sagas very well. Um, which really is something, this is something I need to be self-aware of. I am very self-aware of it, but I need to like check at the door in therapy. I don't know that I, I really don't think I would ever bring it into a therapy room with one of my clients. But one of the things that we need to do is to, um, as a, as a counselor, as a student counselor is to be very self-aware of things that we, um, 
you know, that can hurt our therapeutic relationship with our clients and, and just be really self-aware of ourselves and the things that we're going through and making sure that we're getting the care and the help that we need, but also not to be bringing in our uh, judgments and biases and opinions and assumptions and, you know, just the ways, like our things that we have. And one of my things is like, I just don't do like the pity party well. Um, and the good thing about therapy is that you don't have to give your clients sympathy or pity. Um, and that's what sympathy is essentially is you're pitying somebody, um, and you're not supposed to do that. Empathy, however, is much different. And it's, uh, you're telling your clients, Hey, I understand what you're going through and I understand how that's making you feel. And I'm, I'm really sorry that you're going through this. Um, and that you're, and, and it's making you feel this way and being more empathetic, which I am much better at, but, um, there are going to be people. And oftentimes when people are dealing with, uh, you know, mental health issues or a hardship, there are some times or some people, excuse me, that do play, you know, the victim all the time or the poor me, um, saga and I guess my mind frame uh with that just needs to be or my mindset with that my mind frame I'm just so tired it's so early in the morning my mindset with that needs to be um well let's see how we can get this person out of that victim mentality and help them work through that and work with them towards having a more growth mentality where they can grow and offer them hope and healing um, in those areas that they need. So um, anyhow, we are going to just hop into, um, after all of that, we're going to hop into our next prayer circle, which it's okay if you uh, didn't finish all of you know, the verses for your kids. Like I said, I would have just written down at least two verses, especially like the more kids that you have, but leave blank pages. And I think that like the prayer circle book, um, whatever we're writing on, I think maybe it should be a journal. Um, and you can keep all of your prayer circles and your prayer circle material, uh, like just if you have any notes or anything like that, in one space so that you can, it's so that it's organized and you can be like, this is my prayer circle book. So hopefully you have at least two prayers for each of your children. I know that if you have a lot of kids, um, that can take some time. My friends and I have not finished ours, but we are going to wrap up this week. And then if we have more that we need to do, then we'll just do them on our own. But we're doing them together. And one of our friends was not here. My one girlfriend was not here two weeks ago when we started. So last week she um, started and we still have, my other friend and I still have at least one child to do. Um, and she has two, she has one more child than me. She has four kids and I have three. 
Um, so, and I think she might have two kids left to do. But last week, it was a little harder for us to uh, get motivated to do it. We did it. It was just, uh, there was a lot going on um, for us. And uh, that big, you know, challenge that I've been facing uh, kind of happened the day before that. So there was just a lot, but we pushed ourselves to do it, which is good. Um, and just if you can get out two verses and leave blank, like I left a lot of blank pages in between Jack's and Oliver's. Um, and that's because I wanted to be able to add to it as God puts verses on my heart, um, as I'm in the word or in a study or whatever. Um, and sometimes I just feel like, oh man, like that's such a good verse for Jack or like God convicts my heart, like pray this over one of your kids or, you know, I do a lot of uh, parenting studies and stuff and a lot of them are uh, Christian. And the funny thing about that is, is that sometimes I'm not even buying something or looking for something that is uh, like a Christian-based parenting book. I have lots of them that I've intentionally bought um, and wanted to read, uh, still need to read, some that I have read. Uh, I buy a lot of parenting books because of what I do. And um, a lot of times books that I buy, they are, uh, they have scripture in them and they are parent or they are Christian based. So I think that that's very, very interesting. Okay, mom. So let's hop right in to our second circle, which is prayer lists. And there's a number of ways that um, Mark Batterson, the author, the author, the author, goodness, excuse me, mamas today. It is, this is one of the reasons why I did not want to hop on and do this is because I'm just totally out of it. I'm just really dealing with a lot. So definitely don't want to get into details with that on the podcast, but would love prayers. Um, unspoken. I usually am very transparent about life and talk about things, but there are things that need to be kept private and personal, um, because they're more sensitive in nature and, and, you know, with, for my family and, and have those boundaries. And this is just one of those things, but I'm very, very out of it today. I'm very, number one, I woke up at four in the morning. Well, it was before four because I woke up to feed my baby and then I got up. Um, if I don't get up, like I said, to get my stuff done, then I don't really have much time to do uh, my studies and that's important. But Mark Batterson, the author, uh, talks about these prayer lists and there's a few ways that you can do this. So, um, He talks about how he hung up words that God had put on his heart to uh, hang up all throughout, well, to pray over his kids, each of his kids, but then to hang up on their walls of their room. And he says, and he calls them prayer posters. Well, he hangs up the words and then his friends took it a step further and made a prayer poster with it. So he, they took the words and they put them on posters and put them in their kids' rooms. And uh, he says about his daughter the one time that he doesn't really know if, you know, these prayer words that 
are in their room mean anything to them or significant or whatever. But when his daughter was an adult, she said to him one time, hey, dad, you know, those words really, when I couldn't sleep, I would just look at them and they would really speak to me and they encouraged me. And he said that these words like were becoming her. She was internalizing them. And these were good things that God had put on his heart to um, hang up in their rooms and to put around on their walls. And he had no idea if they were even doing anything or if they were purposeful. And he just like kind of felt like as they were growing up, like, eh, this is, you know, whatever. But um, how powerful it was and how powerful he found out. Not until she was an adult, his daughter, and she said, hey, look, these words, they spoke to me when I couldn't sleep in And um, I really appreciate them. Thank you. You know, so we don't know the influence that we're having, you know, on our kids. But I think we can be rest assured that if we are doing what God is asking us to do and praying for our children and, um, you know, maybe it's something that we're like, we just don't know how this is going to be fruitful Um, but it's something that we know God is asking us to do, then we have to, you know, be faithful that God is doing a work there, whether we're going to ever know exactly what that is and have confirmation of that, because I feel like in some situations we don't always know, we don't always see the fruit, but we can be faithful that there will be fruit, right? And then sometimes it takes years, like with this, author and pastor, his daughter said, Hey, like, and he wasn't asking about it or anything, you know, she just said, Hey, this really helped me. And they were talking one time, um, when she was an adult. And I just think that that's really special. So, but the prayer list includes like having a prayer journal for your kids. And it's not about, um, what you necessarily want for your kids. It's what God wants for your kids. So really praying and just asking God. And he gives this example is like one of the prayers that made the list is, Lord, let their ears be turned to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. I want my children to find their voice and the key is hearing the voice of God. So if they don't hear the voice of God, they will echo our culture. And that was very important for him. He didn't want that to happen. Um, And he says, you know, if they listen to God, then people will listen to them and they'll become a voice to those in their generation. And that was really important for him. So that's something that God had put on his heart to pray. So he specifically prays that God gives them the ears of Samuel. That's what he prayed for his kids. So he is excited to give these prayers to his kids um, and to show them. And then he has revealed some that have been answered already, but he says that he's not going to share um, other prayers until they're answered. And he says one way or another, we need to document our prayers by writing them in a prayer journal. And he says, 
that us journaling is really a treasured possession that we can leave for our children. Someday we're going to be gone. Our kids are going to go through our stuff. And just imagine them finding like a book of prayers for them or just this prayer list, these scripture verses, these journalings that of things that God puts on your heart to pray for your kids. And um, of course, we can use the verses that God puts on our heart for each of our kids to journal, right? Like this is not, this isn't that hard of a, of a week. Um, I think that it can get overwhelming if we allow it to, but I think it can be encouraging too. Like really just praying. I mean, even if it takes you a week to pray, like God, what is it that you want me to put on my heart? I don't really necessarily, or what do you want me to put on my heart? What do you want put on my heart? What you want me to pray for my child? I don't necessarily think we have to pray that for a week. Sometimes we just get stuck in like praying and praying and praying and praying and praying over the same thing. And I'm not saying that that's bad, but I can just tell you that there's been an area of my life where I have prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and I talk to my friends about it and I talk to my mom about it and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I'm so tired and I'm so exhausted and it's just like so much and like you don't think or, you know, back in seven years ago, I didn't necessarily think, oh, this is how life is going to go, right? And then you get handed a situation and it's hard. And there has been a few times in my life, I mean, because I've prayed about this and I've prayed about this and I've prayed about this and we should pray and we should keep praying. But there are times I mean, there, it's not a but. It's like and, okay? Because but, when we say but, it cancels out everything you say before it. So I think we need to be really intentional with how we're using but. But when we say and, it's making room for both. It's very important um, to pray and to pray without ceasing, right? There are times not that we have to stop praying, but in addition to our prayers... Sometimes and oftentimes, most of the time, we need to act. God has given us resources through people, through organizations, through our church, through our community, through um, books, through teachings, through his word, through so many different things here on earth, right, that we need to act. And there are times where I pray for God to take something from me in this situation and help me and help me and help me. How do you want me to do what you want me to do? How are you asking me to do this? And this is what I struggle with. How are you asking me to do this when I feel so unqualified because of this reason? Please help me grow in this area. And you know what 
he has said to me a few times when I pray this desperate prayer, like David, he says, I've given you the answers. He very much puts that on my heart. You have the answers. Already, because sometimes I'll say, God, why aren't you taking this from me? Why are you not responding to me? Why am I not hearing you? And he's so faithful because I will hear him say, You have the answers already. I already answered you. Pick up my book. That's where the answers to what you're asking for is. Pick up my book. You know the answers are ready. You need to act. You need to do something different. You need to put what you know and you learn and you need to intentionally put it into application. It's not enough to know what the book says. Mamas, it's not enough to, of course... We all have ways and areas we need to grow, and we can't do all of that all at once. God is consistently and faithfully refining us um, as we live here on earth and, and not with him in heaven. But he doesn't, I don't think he expects us to... You know, especially we're all subjected to sin and we all have those areas of weakness in our lives. And I don't think he expects us to just be this perfect person, right? But I do think that there are things where we are like, oh yeah, we think we're doing something or we think, you know, like, oh, I'm doing the best I can in this this area, right? And And then he's like, very gently, you have the answers, they're there. Now you need to act and apply them. So for me, I mean, sometimes that's, it is hard to hear that, you know, that's like a, a parent guiding their kids. Hey, like you have the answers, you know what to do here. Now you need to do it. Now you need to act. And it wasn't only, you know, yes, like the, I felt very directed to God's word and to, to seek the answers there first and to know what I needed to do from what God's word said I needed to do. And then also my training, um, this shouldn't be hard for me to do what God is asking and directing me to do because of my training. I have the tools, I have the skills, I have the knowledge. But I think he's very much put on my heart to study all of these things very in, um, intentionally over this year and the next few months. and But... I've had to act. I've had to put some of these things into practice, very simple things. Um, and 
one of those things, just so I'm telling you, because I'm beating around the bush a bit, is putting our values um, out on paper. And I allowed the kids to choose theirs or had the kids pick theirs, not allowed them to. Of course, they can choose their values. But so then we have this value list on our fridge. Um, and it's typed up and it's nice and I laminated it. And it's we each picked five and some of them overlapped and I did say, okay, that's really good to value that. That's on my value list or that's on dad's. How about you pick another one? We have that on the list already because I wanted there to be like a nice, well-rounded list of these values that were really important to us and there's so many. And it's so beautiful, just the list that we came up with. But the reason why I wanted to do it and the reason why it's on our fridge is because when we're not acting in a way that supports those values, hey, we value kindness. We value honesty in our home. This is a value. Now, we're not just talking about it and just saying it and it falling on deaf ears. This is something that we're focusing on every day. Every time you open the fridge, you're seeing this. And I can bring you back to that and say, hey, look, look at what this says. This is a value that we have. This is what this means. And if we're having a really hard time with one of our values, and we talked about them as we chose them. It wasn't like just, oh, hey, here's a list, choose them. Like we sat down, had a family meeting, talked about them. Um, talked about what they meant briefly. I mean, it wasn't like a forever process, um, but it did take a little bit of time, intentional time, right? But then there's times where like, hey, we need to talk about this, right? We need to talk about what this actually means again. And, you know, this is why we value this too, because God says this about... Um, you know, being honest and we need to be able to trust each other and, you know, lying hurts people and we don't want to hurt people, especially those in our family or anybody at all. Right. So, um, just, that was one of the things that like that, was my area of expertise, right? Putting into action what God asked me to do. Um, Not necessarily. God's word doesn't tell us to create a values list and hang it on our fridge. It's just something that I've learned to do in coaching is like being very intentional to focus on your values. What do you value? And that looks different for each of us and each family. So um. Sometimes we already have the answers is what I'm saying. But, um, and God is saying, I've given you the answers. Pick up the book. They're there. You already have the answers. You already know this information. You are not acting. You need to act. Of course, you can lament to me. Of course, I'm here for you, and I am a caring, compassionate God who hates to see you struggle. 
but I'm not going to save you every time because that's not what a good parent does. That's not how you grow. I can't just pick you up and make your life perfect because these things in your life are there to challenge you and are there to grow you. God tells us that with great trial is where we find perseverance and that we should consider it great joy, right? So there's the prayer list or journaling that he does for, back to the book, he does prayer journaling for his um kids and then he hangs the words up on the wall of his kids rooms his friends made posters out of it so they thought that that was really a lot of fun and their kids thought that the posters were a lot of fun and um they even used a few ants in their one daughter's life to come up with a birthday present for her and they took it you know the poster idea a step further and they each came up with three words for her and then they created this poster and they had it done by a professional and there were nine words on a poster and they brought it to this graphic designer and each word uh, was created in a different font and the different fonts created uh, or represented, excuse me, the nine or nine different dimensions of her identity and her destiny. Um, And these nine words are nine prayers that will pray for summer for the rest of her life, he says. So it's a prayer with a creative twist and we can get creative with our prayers, right? There's all sorts of things you can do now is like coloring for adults and prayer books and I have a bunch of them which they're a lot of fun I never really get to do them much but every once in a while I'll bust one out and do it my son Jack loves to color in my prayer books and for the longest time I was like no 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 and then I'm like why not he's literally reading scripture he's really good at coloring I hardly ever color in them so what they're just sitting here being unused and sometimes he's just like hey mom can I go get your coloring he just likes to color um like he likes the coloring by numbers and it's not coloring by numbers exactly but it kind of is like that it's I feel like it's just kind of similar even though it isn't uh like that but he really enjoys those books and um it it relaxes him and helps him feel calm so that's that's a good thing But so then they also do these lunchbox notes and I do these with my kids. My kids don't bring school lunch all the time, which I'm on the fence about on and off, right? Like, because it's not the best for you, but it's also convenient. Um, But they do want to bring home lunch at times. And when they bring home lunch, I almost always, sometimes I forget, put a lunchbox note in there and I tell them, you know, mom loves you. This is, you know, something I love about them. 
And this past year, when they bring lunch, I've been trying to add scripture into it and something that like maybe they're struggling with or something that, you know, I want to remind them about or um, just, you know, one time Jack had told me that he has a hard time being the responsible big brother and um, he has ADHD. So that's, you know, that's a difficult challenge for him. Doesn't mean he can't do it. And of course he can because God put him as the biggest brother and in that role for a reason. Does it mean it's going to be easy for him? No, it's a challenge. Um, But God knew he could do it and we believe that too. And so that week he had brought lunch to school and I had put my favorite verse, excuse me, goodness, in there. I can do all things through Christ. It gives me the strength that I need. And I put that in there, Jack, you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength that you need. Mom believes in you. God believes in you. And it was something like that. So putting lunchbox notes in your kids' lunchboxes, um, and it can be, uh, you know, promises that you're believing God for for them. Um, and then he talks about a book of prayers. Um, is making a book of prayers for each of your kids and giving it to them someday, and how special that's going to be for your children when you give them this gift for them, right? Like, even if you've never started, you know, doing this and your kids are whatever age, it doesn't matter. Um, You can start anytime and he's saying that you can decide to give it to them as a gift you know on their wedding or whenever but just um maybe later in life like I don't know maybe you'll know the perfect moment I don't think the answer is the same for each of us and um that's what's beautiful about our faith is that the answer is not the same for each and every one of us for all of the situations God meets each and every one of us where we are at individually and we all have different struggles and we all have different areas of growth. And I think that that's really beautiful. Um, and it encourages me, of course, when, you know, you're feeling down about something, especially like if you scroll social media or whatever, I don't really get discouraged by people on social media. I, wouldn't necessarily say I'm envious or jealous. There are times where I'm like, I have the fear of missing out sometimes with certain situations. I can, I can do that. Um, and I also will say, oh man, like that would be really cool. I wish I could do that or something, but to be like envious and jealous, like I just don't struggle with that. That's not my struggle. I'm genuinely happy for people when they're doing well and I want to see people do well, me being a life coach and a therapist, um, I'm not a therapist yet, student therapist, excuse me, I 
want, I genuinely want to see people do well. And I think those are things I need to, you know, be passionate about in the profession that I'm in. So that's good. But we can be that way, right? We can tend to, we can tend to be that way. And sometimes there, we do struggle with that. We all have different struggles and, um, and, and stuff. So I'm not, really remembering where I was going with that idea. This is a hot mess. Monday morning prayer, guys, is a hot mess. And I'm very aware of that. But I'm going to keep showing up and it's going to keep getting better. And we're going to get it. Um, But I want to encourage you to do something on this week's prayer circle. So journal, create the prayer words and posters for your kids um, to hang in their room. And so you can get like a magazine. You can either like print words. You can get a magazine and cut words out. (coughs) Excuse me. You can... Um, just get some poster board from like Dollar General. I have poster board, like extra poster board in my basement. <laughs> so I'll just go down there and get some. But, and then being intentional, like if your kids bring school to lunch, do a quick lunchbox note for them with some scripture in it or a word like my a four-year-old is such a joyful kid. Um, But he also really struggles with anger and like ragey anger. So like you make him mad or he gets upset about something. He goes from joy to rage, zero to a hundred. It breaks my heart to see this little boy struggle like that. Um, And so a word for him, I wouldn't be like, oh, I just... Like on his lunchbox note, pray against your anger. Da, 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 da. I don't want you to be an angry child. I mean, like, I think he'd be like, what? Like his teacher would be reading that to him. She'd probably be like, what is happening? And he would be like, this, you know, this note stinks. But if I said, Oliver, I love how joyful you are. God has given you a spirit of joy and just found a verse that went along with that about joy um, that, you know, and and just very simply put it so that he understood. That would be just an intentional, you know, thing to write on that lunch note card for him. And I would know, okay, okay. I don't necessarily need to have a verse pop up in my head. Um, but knowing this is what I want to pray for him this week. This is the lunchbox note I want to give him on joy. And then you can quickly look up a verse on joy. Um, and maybe you have one in your head. There's verses that I know for certain things. And then there's others that... I have to look up and I'm not the best at remembering scripture. Um, 
or remembering like any like my sister-in-law is the best at remembering movie lines like I could watch a movie a hundred times and I can like sort of get the movie line down I could never be an actor or an actress which is funny I really wanted to be one when I was little but it would take a lot of mental energy and it's because of like how distracted I get it would just take a lot of mental energy for me to like above and beyond because I'm sure it is already a lot of mental energy but above and beyond the norm for me to be able to memorize um like a script or something and I'm not the best at remembering scripture I even have scripture like come to my phone at a certain time every day like oh I want to remember this verse and even still I still have a hard time remembering it but there are verses that God has really put on my heart probably like my life verses right like and or something I really need to focus on or whatever um that I do remember and I will remember like a part of them and then I'll have to look it up. What's that verse say again? Like this is, I'll know what it, I'll know the gist of it, but not like verbatim, you know? So then I'll have to look it up or whatever. And that's okay. But the good thing about this is, is that sometimes if we just need a quick reference, you can just go online to your online Bible app and pull up the verse there. You can like put in joy and then it will like pop up all these verses on joy, right? Like, so that's really cool. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and pray, moms, because this is probably painful enough to get through um, this morning because I am all over the place in a hot mess. So, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for uh, just each and every mom that's listening here today. Thank you for getting me through that because, holy moly, that was, that was rough this morning. But I did it, and I didn't want to, and um, and I almost didn't, and I just thank you for making me show up and do it anyway, just convicting my heart. And as moms, sometimes we show up messy and that's okay. We just got to be okay with it and we got to roll with it. And uh, we got to be understanding and empathetic towards others and their struggles, God. So I just pray um, for each and every mom listening here today. I just pray that you just... Fill her with whatever it is that she needs to get through her week, God. Um, You know each and every mom. You know each of us. You know how much hair each of us has on our heads, God. Um, The number of hairs each of us has on our heads. And you know our names, our true names, the names that you call us by, God. You know each of our challenges and our struggles, and you know each of our hearts. And I just ask that whatever it is, how you uniquely created us with different wants and desires and purposes and callings, that you fill us with what we need to get through this week to persevere 
we are going to go through hardships and challenges. I feel like I go through a lot of them lately. But that doesn't mean that you're not there. You walk us through them. You don't ever promise us that you are not. That we are not going to experience hardships and pain and challenges in this world. You actually tell us to expect it. But you also tell us that you're going to be there by our side and you're going to help us through it. And that it's going to grow us. And that we need to persevere. It's going to give us perseverance and that we need to just lean on you. We will get through it. And there's hope there. There's hope knowing that. God, I just thank you for everything that you do for each and every one of us. I thank you that Whatever we did yesterday, however we think we screwed up because we always do, there's always that mom guilt. I hate mom guilt. I don't have mom guilt very often. I'm very intentional about trying not to. But I do in ways that I I need to when I'm yelling or not being the best mom. I'm letting my own emotional uh, mess come out and uh, poison my home because that's what it does, right? When we have emotional outbursts. But that's not to shame anybody. That's not to shame myself. I do feel guilty. And I do think that that's healthy guilt. It's conviction which I think are different things, but, um, and then I have to humble myself and apologize to my kids and say, hey, I was wrong. I shouldn't have behaved that way. And that's not a good example to you. And I'm sorry. I'm going to vow to do better, to try harder, to not do that again. God, I just believe every mom here has a heart and a desire to do well. Whatever it is that you want her to focus on this week, whether it be the lunchbox notes, whether it's uh, doing a poster for their kids' rooms or even just putting words down on paper um, that like praying over like, what is it that you want me to do, God? Um and, and praying over those words, what those words are, and then just getting them down on paper and then deciding to, you know, put them, hang them up and put them in their kid's room, however they want to do it at another time or just starting that journal. God, I just pray that you would just put on her, on each mom's heart, what it is that you would like her to do this week and what intentional things she can do to focus on praying for her kids and uh, just those words if it's the words that you put on our hearts why you want us to pray them why this is important to you 
And uh, for our kids, like the, the word joy, well, it's very important to pray for Oliver to be filled with joy because he struggles so much with anger when he's upset. He gets just very out of control and ragey. So, of course, we just want to pray that his that joy that lives inside that child prevails, right? We all get angry. But it's our behavior. It's how we respond to that. And, I mean, he's four. So, he can't expect to have, them all to, have it all together. Because um, we don't, we don't always have it all together, right? But God, I just thank you for each and every mom that's here listening today. I just thank you for her, and I just thank you for her family, God. I just ask that whatever they go through this week, that you just protect her family, that you keep their family safe and sheltered under uh, your wings, Lord. I just pray that you just be with... Um, with the kids while they're at school, God, I just pray for them that they would have only good influences in their lives, that they would be a good influence, that you would bring good friends to their lives, God, um, that they would not be subjected to bullying or uh, just friends who are not going to help them grow into the people that you um, want them and long them to be. I just pray that they would be good friends, good friends who are good little accountability partners, even at their ages, and hold them accountable to their behavior because we all are subjected to sin and doing things wrong. And of course, when we're kids, we... Um, can tend to do these things and then have to learn, um, you know, why lying isn't appropriate, but being able to, you know, have our little kids uh, <clears throat> or even our teenage kids, whatever it is, say to their friends, hey, you know, lying is not good and this is why and like holding their friends accountable because it's something that they learned is just really cool so I just pray that they just be a good example and they set a good example and that they are accountability partners nice and kind ones for their friends God I just pray over our teachers homeschool moms if they're their kids teachers all day long and in all ways I just pray that over them I just pray over our school teachers that you'll just give them the words to speak that you would just open their eyes to things that they need to be focused on this week maybe there's a kid who's struggling or being bullied or being forgotten or feeling left out or feeling unvalued or unaccepted or whatever it is. I just pray that you open their eyes to see that kid and that you speak through them. Use your words, God, to, uh, to reach that child and to help that child. God, I just pray over our school administration. I just pray that you 
would just uh, lead and guide them and, and just be there in the midst of it, even if it's public school and, and you've been taken out. I just pray that you be with our school administrators, God. God, I just pray that our kids would be safe this week while they're not in our care. And God, I just pray for our families. I pray over our family dynamics, that they just grow, and that uh, we could just be the best that we have ever been so far as a family in terms of closeness and connection and all the true things that matter, God. That this is a year of growth for all of us and all of our families and that we do that to your glory and according to your will and purposes. And I just pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, thanks for mom. Thanks for mom. (laughs) I do thank you, moms. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for sticking with me. Um, For those of you who did, and I don't blame you if you bowed out early. (laughs) But uh, it was a struggle for me to get through this morning. And I love to just be honest and transparent with you guys. And um, I showed up messy and I did it. And, uh, and I'm proud of myself, I guess. I mean, I'm not like over here jumping for joy and like giving myself a pat on the back. Hey, you did prayer today. Good job. But I do feel like it was the right thing to, um, to hop on and and do prayer and even if it was a hot mess and I appreciate those of you who uh who stuck with me through it and who are uh just sticking with me through the podcast too so tomorrow we're gonna learn some more parenting tools to bring um to put in your parenting toolbox. So you definitely want to show up for that. And then Thursday, we have another great guest speaker. So of course, you always want to tune in for those. And um, I advertise for them on my social media platform. So you can always um, learn about each and every guest speaker who's going to be on the show um, and what they're going to be talking about. Um, and then what their bio is too in the promo doc that I post on my social media accounts, on my Instagram, on my um, Facebook. I post it on LinkedIn and I usually do a YouTube because I do uh, the poster and reels for, um, for those uh, episodes. So until next time, Mom, thank you so much again for tuning in with me today. Uh, Take care and God bless.